Hey folks, welcome back to Can't Make It Up Podcast. Can't make it up, baby. That's right. I'm the chief. To my right is the super doc. What's up, chief? It's all good, man. It's a little cool outside. Yes, it is. B-Dub, the man on the mix-it-up board, the one and only barbecue sauce B-Dub. has got to sound good tonight. What's going on? There's that bourbon base. <laughs> Boy, I got your stool beside me over here, B-Dub. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Doc noticed a, an unusual chair in the studio. Where'd that stool come from? Yeah. B-Dub said, that's out of my room. I yeah. said, B-Dub, is that your bend them over stool? <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. Always going to come up with some shit, right? Mm. Always something. Yep. We had to have that stool in here because last week we had two guests in here, so it was five of us total. We had to have we had to add another chair to the rotation. I, so I don't remember who had to sit on this uncomfortable beat, down beat stool. Up. I had beat, beat up did. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give it to you, but you're prima donna, so you'd probably complain the whole time. <laughs> he probably, probably fell tricked. off of it. Uh, yeah, I went. <laughs> He'd have been butt over it. Yeah, uh, off our it. listening audience now <laughs> understands that you know me really well, beat up. <laughs> <laughs> a little shout out to our buddies, Monty and Lee, coming mm-hmm. on last week. Uh, man, that was a really good uh, uh, kind of a set up Thanksgiving uh, week uh, podcast. Yeah. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I know our family did. How about you? Our family did, man. We went out to my sister's house here right outside of Rockdale and had a small family gathering and enjoyed food together and fellowship. And it was a good time, you know. It was uh, always thankful for those opportunities, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we all got together at my mother-in-law's, uh, cooked some barbecue, had brisket, had some baby back ribs, had some chicken, had some boudin. Wow. And a bunch of sides, and you know, it did was, you uh, smoke a turkey? Fuck no! Oh golly, I didn't mean to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> Dave ain't here. Ain't no damn turkey getting smoked. Uh, but uh, so yeah, we uh, the whole family was there. We had a great Thanksgiving day. It was uh, really enjoyable, and uh, man, just blessed. You know? Amen. Amen, brother. So, amen to that. Beat up. What about you, man? What you? Where'd you hang out for Thanksgiving Day? At the same place he did. He's part of well, my family. I mean, He's part of the, we're in family. the same family. I'm there, just Ward. trying to get him to talk, Doc and <laughs> Doc Junior over there. Shit. Most time he sits over there and grins at me, looking at my bend them over stool by me. <laughs> Can't make it up. Can't make it up. No, but it's uh, it was a great week. You know we. Uh, Stayed at my sister's house till about 8 o'clock, 8.30 that evening. Scurried home. Got ready for the wedding, which was this past weekend. Yeah, we made a little trip up to BK's ourselves. We yep. actually, uh, we made it like a little extended getaway for us. We uh, we drove up Friday night and stayed two nights. So you really shocked me when you showed up at the bar upstairs Friday night. I didn't know y'all were coming Friday night. Oh, I, I've told you like four times. I can't well, help you can't remember shit. I, 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 yeah. I'm like, damn, there's Super Doc. 
and like, shit, boy, I'm glad you're here. Oh, yeah. Man, that was a shit show up there, though, man. Oh, I'm, Lord. I'm glad we went to, <laughs> we contemplated going up there and just having appetizers and a few drinks. And uh, we we opted to go to Saltgrass and uh, get a steak and, and kind of just uh, relax for a little bit. And then uh, came back to the big party. Yes, the, sir. Class of... Uh, oh, the hit the wrong button. The, 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 yeah, I, can <laughs> you just leave shit alone over there, please? Had the big 10-year class reunion <laughs> at the at the hotel bar that really screwed <laughs> up our evening, didn't it? Uh, 200 students of the graduating class of 10 years ago from Westlake High School filled the bar. <laughs> yeah, I really want to tell them that if this is the best y'all come up with yeah. on a 10-year class reunion, y'all suck at what y'all do. <laughs> Go chaparrals. Good Lord. <laughs> But, you know, it was fun, and that was just a good reason for me to go to bed early. So I want to thank those 10-year graduates from Westlake High School for preventing me from having a hangover Saturday morning. It sent everybody to a different location, <laughs> yeah. honestly. we Nobody was too far behind y'all because it was just so loud. You couldn't get a drink. It was just – it was yeah. not – They were more rowdy than we were in college. That's saying something. Right. I didn't think they were out of They just talked real loud. Yeah. There's some pretty Hooping good looking. Hey, hey, there were some pretty good looking, pretty good lookers in the bunch, though. There's pretty I ladies. I thought B Dub might have had his eye I on I did too. Two. I like B Dub. Get up and go act like you're part of the damn class. <laughs> I think Daniel was. Daniel was up there. He was trying to negotiate how to get up to the bar to get a drink, though. <laughs> yeah, he's using his lawyer skills. <laughs> he was definitely using his lawyer skills. <laughs> But anyway, you know, we uh, had a little pre-wedding ceremony up there. And then Saturday was uh, my and Cat Mama's youngest daughter, Courtney Kay, got married to Chase Rathke out at Canyonwood Ridge uh, Wedding Venue in Dripping Springs, Texas. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. Uh, beautiful ceremony. I, I was blessed to be able to marry them as the wedding officiant. I think I carried it, what, Doc, about a 20-minute ceremony? I think so, about 20 minutes, and uh, but you had some other speeches planned for the night. You were the official spokesman for them, and uh, you gave, <laughs> gave plenty of speeches. They were I, all well said. and you uh, give lots of speeches. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure I got that zinger in yeah, before you yeah. change the subject. But, I uh, felt you slap me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a beautiful, beautiful service, beautiful wedding, and uh, a lot of fun, man. We had a lot of fun, seen a lot of, a lot of our friends there, and... and uh, Got to catch up with some that we don't see real often. Right. We appreciate y'all coming, and I tried to get around to everybody that uh, that came. There was close to 200 people there. Yeah. And I tried to get around to everybody and, and uh, thank, them for coming, thank them for coming. And, I mean, I was very genuine about that because that's a long drive from Rockdale, right? And then oh, if no you doubt. stayed in a room, that's a lot of damn money for that room. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so very sincere thank you from Catherine and I to – Everyone who attended that uh, ceremony, we're blessed to have friends and family and, and friends that we call family there celebrating with us. Yep, and you got the last one hitched up. All of them are hitched up and good to go. All of them are hitched up and out the door, baby. And we had liquor left over. <laughs> I can help you with that. I have a, f a full case of Tito's. I have a full case of Maker's. A three-quarter full case of Maker's. So I told you we use the app to estimate how much liquor based on the guests. Right. And it gave us an amount, and Cat Mom was like, that's not near enough for <laughs> our friends. <laughs> We're going to double that. Well, obviously, we should have followed the advice of the app. Uh, 
Uh, Maybe. One, one case is pretty good. Yeah, well, it's almost two cases of bourbon. Oh, well, we can help you with that. <laughs> I almost <laughs> brought a bottle over here tonight to make a almost, friendly, almost friendly <laughs> podcast. I had it out of the box, and I thought, no, nah, fuck it, I'm going to put it man, back in there. <laughs> man, one time I almost, I, there's a guy. <laughs> you want to ask that guy, have you ever accomplished anything? Almost. No, but I almost did. <laughs> but uh, again, great, great weekend. Had Thanksgiving, had a wedding, man. I think it's time to get down to the meat of this topic, this podcast, rather, huh? That's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. Who doesn't like a good steak on the grill, baby? Boy, I do, man. If it's. Whether it's charcoal, whether it's wood, oak, mesquite, whether it's gas grill. A good steak is hard to beat. I agree. Good 100%. piece of meat is hard to beat. Amen. <laughs> What's the pitmaster saying over there? Steaks are good. Steaks are good. <laughs> that boy eat two of them. What do you mean? I know, right? He's so damn quiet. I know. He's kind of not in his element tonight. I don't know what's going no, on. I'm in my element. Okay. Being quiet. Yeah, just over here drinking. <laughs> did you take a nap today? I did not. Oh, it's probably what. It, that's probably, probably why is. he's quiet. Yeah, he's tired. <laughs> tired. I'm tired. <laughs> tired. Uh, Anyways. Hell to be a farmer. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, so, uh, you know, I guess one of the things that we always talk about is uh, fire is the most critical aspect of that, right? Uh, well, yeah, I think it's it's a critical aspect. But one, I think one thing we always also discuss is the the cut and the quality of the meat, I think, is equally critical. Huh? <clears throat> a really good hot fire can make almost any steak be pretty good. Oh, Doc. Do you not agree? Almost any steak be uh, good? Any? I said almost. Almost. Well, I would agree with almost. So, I mean, like- the best cut of steak cut cooked on a fire that sucks is going to be not very good. I would not disagree with that, but... A shitty cut of meat cooked on the best fire ever could also be not very good. It'll be better than it would have been any other way. Oh, well. Hey, you don't agree with that? I don't want to get into an argument. Well, no, but I mean, it was going to be better than it, that, that, that cut of meat that might not be the best cooked on the right fire at the right temperature is going to be better. The best it's ever going to be, that cut. I agree that cut right there would be the best it's ever going to be. We need our audience, listening audience, to weigh in on this. <laughs> so it. I think it kind of goes along with barbecue. So there's three things that are equally important to barbecue. Knowing what you're doing. Yep. Fire management. Yep. And the cut of meat. Yep. All those together if you're missing one it doesn't matter how good your fire is doesn't matter how good cut of meat you got if you don't know what you're doing you're going to screw it up if you know what you're doing you have a good cut of meat terrible fire it's going to be terrible steak i think he just almost disagreed with you doc hey, hey, i think he solved it <laughs> i think he did i agree it, it all goes hand in hand <laughs> yeah. so you gotta have you gotta have the three what do we call them the three amigos, the, the, the trifecta, I <laughs> the guess. Trifecta, the trifecta. All right, so get your notepad out because B Bell's gonna tell you one more time the three things you must have: know how, fire management, 
and cut of meat. And that's really any kind of fire, right? Whether you're using charcoal, wood, gas, good fire management. It's good yeah, fire that's, management. That's, Temperature management, mm-hmm. right? Yep. <laughs> you can burn the whole pit down with the gas when you get cut. Yeah. Oh, boy. At good good <laughs> fire management goes, it doesn't matter if you're cooking in a hole in the ground or if you're cooking briskets for 90 people. I watched it, a guy, talking about that, I watched a guy, old cowboy, on TikTok this morning dig a hole two shovels wide two shovels long one shovel deep threw some mesquite lump charcoal down in the hole lit it with the pear burner let it get going good took his two ribeyes that he had seasoned and threw it right on the lump charcoal in the hole yep directly on the coals yep there's a few uh pit masters i can't think of their names but whenever they're cooking and they're staying up all night they'll throw a piece of meat in there in the firebox get them coals going you're seeing that more and more so i see that yes i am seeing that but i don't know that that would be a style for me because doesn't that leave a grit a gritty nope something on the meat nope so once you uh so ash is edible in certain amounts but as soon as you take it off you brush it off it's just like a regular steak it doesn't uh once it gets that char on the outside it doesn't stick to anything hmm I'm a little more picky where I put my meat. Him <laughs> too. <laughs> I don't want to have to brush it off. Especially if I got a really good cut of meat. As long as you don't need a shot, you're fine. <laughs> well, let's, right. let's talk about fires. Um, I'll just step out here and say I'm because of the ease of and um, – What's the next word I'm looking for? Just because it's easier, my go-to is a gas grill. Well, and you've got a really nice gas grill now. Finally. You've uh, stepped Finally. out yeah. way out of the box and uh, got yeah. you a Weber. Yeah. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to cook on that for your birthday. You did help me that day. It was I fun. pretty much took over because you That's pretty true. much disappeared. <laughs> you like, hey, you pretty much going to have to handle this because I'm <laughs> I, I was ex- extremely impressed. So, I mean, let's just talk about that for a minute. So, we like to cook around five to 600 degrees. Yes, sir. We do. And uh, I first time cooking on it, I opted for 500 and not 600. Yeah. Uh, just because I didn't know exactly how that thing was going to react. And, and, man, what an impressive uh, – there's a reason you pay a lot for that thing because that thing will cook a steak. You don't have the flare-ups. It just, it was, man, I, I was extremely impressed. You know, I, I never understood that until I bought that grill. It's the Weber Genesis 2 3200 or 4200. Um, I mean, it's a $1,200 grill, and I've never been able to afford a $1,200 or never paid for a $1,200 grill. I was always a... Let me find a bargain for 199 dollars to $299, right? He, he go cruising around the street <laughs> see if he can find one. I've done that before, too. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, great gas is a great option for steaks, chicken, uh, you know, because it's, it's easy, it's fast. You know, yep. you don't get that smoke flavor that you want, but but it's very, as far as cooking the steak properly, it's a great tool. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I'm, there are ways you can get the smoke flavor with wood chips on a gas grill. So I've yeah. noticed those little sleeves, those little stainless steel sleeves that they sell. You can put the wood chips in and put it down by your burner. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever used one of those or know anybody that has? I've been contemplating one. I have not, but the best thing I can say is do not 
soak your wood. Oh, my wood chips? Yeah, do yeah. not soak your wood. So on the bag it says to do that. I don't soak your wood. So you're going to burn. Your wood chips are going to burn faster and create a lot more smoke, but it's going to be a dirty, nasty smoke. And you're going to put uh, a lot of uh, a lot of humidity inside the cooking chamber, which is going to slow down your cook. Gotcha. Boy's educated. He's trying to educate us all tonight. <laughs> so never soak your wood. <clears throat> don't don't put wet wood in your pit. Don't That's right. Put only dry wood. Yep. So so I, I'm more of a live fire guy. You are. There's uh, no doubt. My goal is uh, most of the time I'll I'll start with a good bed of charcoal to get it rolling, and then I like to uh, split up some smaller chunks of, of oak. Uh, sometimes mesquite if I've got it and get that thing glowing red hot. You are good at building a, a charcoal fire and then adding wood. I give you kudos and credit to your fires you build. And it's so funny because you start off with this, like a damn handful of charcoal briquettes. I'm like, Doc, you tight ass bastard, put some charcoal <laughs> on that We're going to put some thing. wood in there. We just need, hey, we just need, a, we just need our starter to <laughs> get going. He just needs a good coal bed. I, I, well, he's got it figured out, obviously. Yeah, you just got to have patience. The big thing with that, if you're going to put uh, pieces of wood in there, you got to have patience. You got to start your fire plenty early yep. because it's going to take some time to get your fire right. And I mean, for most of us, and we've all done this when you're cooking with a live fire, is normally when you pull your steaks off, they're done. The fire is actually just now perfect. Correct. And like you always say, like, well, golly, now the fire's perfect. Hold your hand over, like, damn, that fire's really good right now. Well, you set your hand out there, you go, oh, yeah, that is perfect to be cooking. You're not holding it over because it's about 600 degrees. Yeah, let me go get another beer. That's, that's <laughs> why Ward uses gas because he doesn't have patience. I do not have patience. That is well recognized and understood. But you, hey, you you cook them on your charcoal grill from time to time. And, I do, uh, and we've we've uh, we've ate plenty of those that are really. So good. you and I had a conversation here about a month or two ago. I bought what I thought was some good charcoal. Uh, it was the Walmart <laughs> brand. It was a I think it was a lump charcoal or a Walmart brand that's supposed to be infused with wood, and it was shit. Yeah, Kingsford's the king. And Doc's, I, te- I text Doc like, this damn charcoal, blah, blah, blah. He goes, you idiot, why don't you just buy Kingsford? <laughs> yep. right, well, because it's a dollar more a bag. <laughs> <laughs> now all I buy is Kingsford charcoal. Yep, yep. They've been around since the, uh, man, I want to say the early 1900s. Yep, uh, so uh, he was uh, Henry Ford's brother-in-law. That and, is correct. And the way the Kingsford charcoal came about is they had a bunch of sawdust left over from building Model T's. And they were like, hey, why don't we compress that and make charcoal well, out of they it? Were gonna Interesting. Get, they, were gonna, they, they were needing to get rid of it, and he took it. And so it wasn't costing him a penny yep. for the sawdust because it's just a waste. Okay, for- so help me out here, B-Dub. And this is a serious question. I'm not trying to be a smartass. If they compress sawdust wood together, why is the charcoal black? What is it that no, they... That's, so <laughs> so they, you never watched the process of how you make charcoal? I've never watched the process so it, of how to make charcoal. So they com- they compress the sawdust down into little briquettes, mm-hmm. and then they take it and cook it in a... Uh, kiln? No, it's not a kiln. It's, it's a low uh, oxygen environment. So like what most people do whenever they make a lump charcoal, they'll uh, start it on fire. They'll start logs on fire buried in the ground and then make charcoal that way so you gotta 
to make charcoal, you've got to burn wood in a low oxygen environment. And that's what turns it black. Well, how do you get that char in a house? <laughs> when, when you take that, when you take that oxygen away, you know, we, you know, just yeah. think about a two by four when you. it gets right, charred. Right. It's it looks, all charred up. Yeah. 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 So same, I thought same. that was the soot from the smoke. No, no, that's, okay. that was, uh, that's the charring is the, the chemical breakdown of the wood and you get the charring that looks like a lump of charcoal by taking the oxygen away and letting it letting yep. it slow burn yep no wonder charcoal is so damn expensive <laughs> it's <laughs> a, a lengthy process. process it is a process and uh, so anyway yeah so <clears throat> fire management we talked a lot about fire and fire management let's talk about favorite cuts of meat well so real quick just to kingsford the the guy that i guess the uh brother-in-law yeah the brother-in-law to henry ford yeah the brother-in-law to henry ford he is in the barbecue hall of fame yep. for car for oh, really? charcoal for, i yep. did not know that and I so is henry ford oh for real yep for supplying the, <laughs> the sawdust <laughs> yeah because it was a joint effort on it yeah interesting yeah i learned i've honestly learned a lot this evening We've participating learned. in this amazing <laughs> podcast <laughs> 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 no, it's, no, it's very, uh, really informative. I think we're sharing. I'm not going to say it's entertaining, but it's informative. I think, we, I think we're sharing some information that some people might like and some people might not like. You're probably boring the shit out of some people, yeah. but you, hey, I'm interested in it. I think a lot of our listeners like to cook, so hopefully this helps them out just a little bit. That's and, true. Uh, so, yeah, you want to talk about the cuts of meat? I don't know necessarily if I want to talk about the cuts of meat. I don't give a damn what we talk about as far as meat. But, you know, I was thinking about favorite cut or yeah. favorite two cuts of meat. Okay. Uh, my favorite two cuts of meat. Well, let's are, start with one. Let's start, you I'll start with one. Two right off the bat. Is the filet. <clears throat> yeah, that's, you know, that's probably most everybody's go-to because it's just so dang tender. Oh, man. And... Uh, it comes off the the good part of the porterhouse, correct? And you know this because you were a butcher at one time back in your we, teenage it, days. Hey, well, we didn't we did not sell fillets at Mac Boys. <laughs> <laughs> People in Rockdale, Texas, in nineteen eighty nine, in nineteen ninety, and nineteen eighty eight. They weren't buying fillets. So I have a serious question for you, and and because I don't know, and you, should, I'm sure, having been a butcher, you'll know the answer to this. What is the difference between a tenderloin and a fillet? That's a good question. Because tenderloins are cut similar; They're, they look similar to a fillet. They're almost equally as good. But I don't I, know I the answer to, to that. Where, what part of the cow well, comes off? Well, no of. doubt. Uh, is it cut off? Is it cut? Uh, is it I is it cut know. the same thickness? Almost. It is almost. It's very similar looking to a fillet cut. A tenderloin is. So maybe maybe it's the same cut. They just they just they call it something different. I don't know, Doc. So we didn't. I, I'm gonna just tell you. I mean, back in back in the days, we 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 get the uh, uh, by quarters. From, so the the tenderloin, according to Google, is the part is the whole <clears throat> muscle in between the top sirloin and the sirloin, and the fillet comes off the very tip of the tenderloin, the very point of it. So they're related. 
I yes. guess, from location being cut from. Yeah, interesting. So, so the the filet going to be the much higher quality, and then you're going to get into a little more muscle meat as you right. get into the tenderloin. Yeah. So the tenderloin can be bought as a whole piece, while the filet mignon is pieces cut in rounds from the tenderloin. So it's all the same. Gotcha. It's all the same. It's all the same. Huh. So now we just have we're really informative tonight oh, for our yeah. listening audience. Yeah, they, they can tell we didn't do any, like, uh, we didn't do any prepping for like, this. Screw it. I'm not buying filet anymore. I'm buying a damn tenderloin. I can get the same thing for a little cheaper price, maybe. And cut the whole damn thing up myself. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap well, your piece so, of bacon around it. And- so speaking of that, I remember back whenever we go to the piano bar or somewhere like that and a filet would cost 20 bucks sometimes below 20 bucks and now it's 29 yeah it's 30 40 dollars a piece yeah well it's the best cut of meat yeah i mean it's the most tender it's the best cut of meat and so you're gonna pay for that there's not a whole lot of that on a cow so they're gonna i mean that's the thing i mean well, that makes sense you know that that's one of the things and i think we talked about this a while back uh a good while, man, many shows back about, you know, cattle ranchers that are 44 farms, for example. So they they raise all these high-end cattle. Yep. And uh, when they butcher them, I mean, they get premium prices for the fillets, for the ribeyes, for the uh, New York strips, the T-bones, uh, the porterhouses. I mean, they get top dollar, but you still got all this hamburger meat. You know that you got it. You still got to. Yeah. You still got. You still got to do something with the round steaks, and and nobody really cares after you run the round steak through a tenderizer. It doesn't matter what the quality of the cattle was that you that you cut it off. That's, of. That doesn't. That's not a factor at that point, right? So so, but they still got to capture because they. I mean, they got. You know, they got to capture. They still got to get their money for the whole. They got to sell the whole cow because you can't just sell ribeyes, T-bones, and sirloins. You and, ain't going to survive. Yeah, you ain't gonna, you're just not going to make it. So, you know, that's the one thing that everybody thinks, well, man, we just, we'll just raise these, these high-end cattle. You still got to do something with all the other meat. Yeah. And you got to, you gotta, I mean, you got all this money in it, so you still got to try to. Got to try to recoup that, so it's a pretty interesting. So thing. if you're cooking a filet, which I think we all three agree that's probably our most favorite cut of meat. Well, I don't know. What's, oh. your, what's your favorite? So as much as I like the filet, I'd probably say either the sirloin or the New York strip is my favorite because it's a lot cheaper, there's a lot more meat, and there's hardly any fat on it. All right, so let me phrase on, this question. On, let on, me on, phrase on, this on, damn that's question. A, that's the dumbest way. thing I ever heard. <clears throat> if you had an unlimited budget, what would your, be your this favorite? This is your favorite cut this of meat. This is your not favorite your cheapest... cut of, dude. This is not your cheap ass. Okay, well then let's go with filet then. Okay. <laughs> He's trying Shit, to be. We took the long road to that answer. <laughs> he was trying to be different, but he didn't even make sense. <laughs> no, it made sense. No, no. it didn't. No. Not hey, to not hey, to Doc hey, and hey, I. Hey, he says that, but when I'm buying him a steak, he doesn't ever get the damn sirloin. <laughs> he I bet you didn't have a sirloin at Saltgrass on know, Friday. I had a New York strip. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> sirloin. Me and Angie had the filet. Ooh, they were good. Can I help you, sir? I like your sirloin. <laughs> All right, so let's just go. Well, I tell you what, let's just go through the, the cuts of meat and we kind of rate them. I mean, when you're talking about steaks, I mean, the filet is a go-to, right? Uh, for me, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and if you're hungry, probably the ribeye is going to be your go-to yeah. as far as the next. That's my second most favorite cut of meat. I would agree. But I have to say this. Uh, so I like a filet 
medium rare to medium. Uh, medium rare. Uh, to me, unless it's a perfect cut of meat, a real high, not choice, but uh, USDA prime. prime on the ribeye, a medium rare ribeye to me, sometimes a little chewy. I almost like it medium. I don't almost. I so do. So it, it comes down to how you cook it because the ribeye has a lot more fat in it. So right. you, you got to make sure you're uh, rendering all that fat that's, in there. That's where it's important that you cook super hot and and render all that fat. Mm. You got to render the fat. If you don't. Okay, so help me out here because I get on super hot, right? I get on about three minutes each side super hot. Mm-hmm. Is that enough time to render the fat? Or do I need to go up top and, and let it another five to ten minutes just kind of off the direct fire to finish rendering out the fat? See, that I don't know. <clears throat> well, so to me, it's just different. I mean, you, you to me, when you look at the steak, so if it's got the uh, – and I'm going to use 44 Farms as a measuring stick because that's ones I'm familiar with that are prime that I buy. Gotcha. And so you see that marbling in there, and the marbling is small. The fat marbling is small. Yep. So it's going to be easier to render that, correct? That's true. Because you don't have the big fat pockets. So where we struggle when we're in, you know, buying steaks around here from HEB, Brookshire Brothers, Rockdale Meat Market, right. Thorndale Meat Market, whatever, we're not buying prime because they don't have prime. He's buying choice. And so you you get to where you really have to look at the fat marbling through there because if you get the big pieces of fat through there you're gonna have to do something to render that's all gonna be rendered or it's gonna be like you said it's gonna kind of yeah be it's gonna be mushy and so i feel i mean when i'm cooking them i kind of just feel you know by feel is kind of how you i tell whether it's uh you know what level we're you know medium rare are we so my mm-hmm. feel, yeah right so right you put your thumb to your index finger and feel that that's supposed to be rare thumb to your middle finger is medium rare thumb to your ring finger is medium well thumb to your pinkies well done <clears throat> and when you're doing that you touch the skin below your thumb the fatty part of your thumb below the bone and that's how the meat should feel right you ever heard that little trick I, I, I've heard that before I don't I've never really used it I, I just <clears throat> Honestly, just from cooking them, I just kind of know what I want it to feel like. Yeah. So whenever whenever it comes to that, it all depends on what grade you're cooking to, because a prime is going to feel a whole lot different than a choice. I, yeah, I get that. And you know what? You mentioned Rockdale Meat Market, and I got to give them a shout out, man, because those ribeyes, that those choice ribeyes, wherever they get that meat from, they're freaking on point. Oh yeah. They're almost prime quality, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I get them cut an inch and a half. And I I go back to what you said about the quality of meat and the, the amount of fat in it, whether it's thick fat or thin fat or whatever, however you said it, right? Yeah, yeah the marbling. Is, the, the marbling, the, yeah. You want the marbling to be smaller, yeah. not big pockets they, of marbling. Uh, they must have, their choice steaks must be like that, and I hadn't paid that much attention to it. but Yeah, you because should always look at that. When I cook them, man, they're always on point. And yeah. I'm not saying it's me. It's it's the meat. Well, it's it's, <laughs> uh, it's it's both, right? I mean, we talked about it earlier. I mean, it's it's the right fire. It's the trifecta. It's knowing what to do. The trifecta. You got to have the trifecta. The going. trifecta of steaks. And, and so when you do that and it's good, then you know you hit the trifecta. Yeah, that's true. You can make a select cut or choice cut. You can make it good. I mean, you can. It can be cooked to be good. 
That's true. You know, so you don't have to buy Prime, but I'm going to tell you right now, oh, Lord have mercy. Uh-huh. You get a good, you get good Prime steaks, and it is a game what, what changer. Did, what, what did you have at Saltgrass last Friday night? Uh, me and Angie both had the filet. You did? Yep. 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 I had mine medium rare, and Angie had hers medium. Gotcha. Mine was better than hers, but yeah. Do you get their little butter on top of it, or you just they go put with, it on there? They don't. They don't even ask you. They put that okay. on there. Well, you can cancel it, yeah, but you're more of a flavor. Well, why than, would you cancel it? Why would you cancel? Just butter? asking. Good why, God, why y'all would, like jumped on me like a Family Feud or something. Why would you cancel butter? Ever you're asking you like? my dad if he likes butter. <laughs> I live off butter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like it too, but some people choose to forego the butter and just. With the flavor, the meat, and the seasoning, I, I like butter on a steak. I, I like it honestly when you when you pull it off. If you got some chunks of butter to put on top of it, yeah, while you carry it in, let it rest. Uh, I, you can't, especially if it's uh, make some garlic butter. So mm-hmm. I did that a couple Sunday nights ago. I took your brother in law, Chad Clark, uh, uh, some meat I bought from one of their show steers a year ago. That's almost prime. There. Took that T bone. And I told him, I said, I'm going to make some steak bites. And I cooked that T-bone medium, medium well. Took it off, cooked me some butter down. Me- medium well? Medium, medium. Okay. Not medium well. I meant to say medium <laughs> rare to medium. I okay. apologize. Okay. Thank you for correcting that. Okay. Had yeah. me confused as yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Like jerky bites. <laughs> and uh, cut it up in little squares and made my... Butter, melted my butter down with garlic in it and poured it over. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can't be. Oh, steak bites, baby, is where it's at. Yep. You can make you uh, you can make a little garlic butter log. You can do that at your house, and it's pretty easy to do. And uh, roll it up, put it in the refrigerator, let it chill. But when your steaks get close to getting, or before you cut your put your steaks on, you set that roll out, let it start getting to room temperature where it's real there soft, and then you just take your... Little scoop, put it on each steak when they're ready. God. So when you're making that garlic butter roll, obviously you're using real butter. Oh yeah, and yeah. unsalted you, you or salted. Real butter. Uh, so I like it, it. So it's a it's a preference, right? It is, and salted butter will burn quicker than unsalted butter. Right. So you're putting it on the steak once it comes off, not putting it on when it's on the grill. Yeah. When, it, when you pull it off the grill, put it on your pan is when I like to put each scoop on top of each so steak. So it just melts. It's going to rest for five minutes. So you're using salted or unsalted butter? I, I use salted. <laughs> I use salted butter, and sometimes okay. I will. Sometimes I will even use a little garlic salt along with my regular garlic. Okay. Uh, and you, and I'm serious question here. I'm not being yeah. an ass because um, I want our listening audience to understand what really what you're talking about, and how to make it. Because it's 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 really good on a steak. Uh, minced garlic you're mixing in there, or what? Uh, you can use fresh, or you can use season. You can just use seasoning. Uh, like garlic it's, powder. It's, yeah. So if you use if you use a salted butter, you can use a you can take mince and then put it into a processor and take it down to another level with the butter and kind of whip it. Ah. And you can add some parsley flakes in there too. Nice. Uh, nice. To give it some. Some nice color and a little extra flavor. Yep. Parsley flakes or some uh, rosemary. True. Uh, not rosemary. Rosemary's got flavor, though, man. It, it does yeah. have a lot of flavor, but you're talking about a steak, and you want you want the steak to speak for itself. You don't need you don't need old Rosie back in the corner. I've seen guys throw a, a, a not a leaf or a stalk, I guess, a rosemary on mm-hmm. top of a steak while they're cooking it. I did. That's I mean, what a lot of people just, do. 
Yeah. 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 Get that rosemary flavor. That's what I do whenever I'm cooking steak in like a skillet. I'll take that au jus sauce that comes off of it, and I'll put a little rosemary in there and just spoon it on you top. Like that, you like the rosemary flavor? I love the rosemary flavor. Okay. Yeah, I just, when I'm eating a steak, I just, me personally, I want, I want that flavor of that beef. I don't. You don't put a lot in there, so you get it on the back end, not the front end. I just want I want the meat to talk to me. That's me personally. <laughs> I, hey, if you like rosemary, you should try that. I, I, I'm not saying it's so. A little butter, a little butter mixed with garlic, and maybe some uh, garlic salt to mixed in with it too to yeah, add a little I mean, more flavor to the steak once it's done. Put that on there. Let so it you melt put it all down. in the processor and blend it up, and you, I mean, get your little knife and get a taste of it and see if it if it needs some. Add a little garlic salt. I'm know? lazy. I, I'm lazy. <laughs> I put butter in a bowl. I put garlic powder on top of the butter, put it in the microwave, heat it up, melt it down, stir it up, and pour it on the steak. Yeah, that's you're not, way that, more detailed. Well, no, than this me. is you're making actually a garlic butter log is what I'm talking about. So I you, know. So you take that when you get it all mixed up, whipped up in the process, you take it out and you form it into form a log. Form it into a log. Roll it in a piece of uh, saran wrap and put it in the refrigerator and let it let it set. And uh, I'm not that well planned. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> I so, bet our audience likes my method better than yours. Oh, there's a good chance. I mean, honestly. Because <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> you know, your process, I mean, you can just take you can take that butter that you put in this bowl and, I mean, it needs to be something that glass or. or yeah, oh, yes, metal. don't use plastic. Well, I'm talking about just put it, on, you can put it on the grill over to the side of your grill on, on that's a spot true. that's not yep. 600 degrees. And you can just get it hot there and then you already got it there just to spoon it on there. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, hey, I've done that too. It's, it's not a bad way to do it, but. But, uh, but if you're wanting something just a new little flair, you can make the the butter garlic log to yeah to spice up your steak a little bit. So second best cut of meat is ribeye for we, you. We all agreed on ribeye. Oh, ribeye, yeah. Beat up? Or, oh or, no, or, he's or, going or, back or, to the sirloin. Yeah, I go toast. with the sirloin. <laughs> oh good God! So a, a ribeye for me just has too much fat in it, and there's not a whole lot of places you go to that actually render the fat inside the ribeye so so why wouldn't you pick the new york strip which is a better cut than the sirloin oh, let's go with new york strip then oh, you are sure <laughs> floundering a lot tonight when your dad calls you i'm out. a pit master though <laughs> i don't cook steak i cook barbecue there's a difference <laughs> oh lord oh, he is waffling tonight all right he? so i guess the, we're gonna say the new york strip is our third favorite cut that's definitely my third favorite or cut. or are we gonna throw the t-bone in there uh, I think I'm still, I, you know, I'm about 50-50 on that one. So I, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I guess I'm not saying this one because I can't afford it, a porterhouse. Certainly. I cannot afford a porterhouse. So really what you're getting off that porterhouse is you're getting that filet on the small end. Yeah, that's correct. And With then part getting, of the T-bone, And right? then you're getting the New York strip on the other end. So you're okay. getting the best of both worlds. I, now I know why I've never eaten one. So when <laughs> when uh, we're going to have to fix that. We're going to have to do that one night. We're going to get us some, we, we're gonna have to get us some big porterhouses and, and cook them up. I, I'm ready. I am too. I'm I ready. wish we'd thought about this. I know, right? Why didn't we have podcast? steaks in their seasoning right now? <laughs> Boy, we're like... Let's go. It's the quickest podcast ever. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the porterhouse, uh, and, and it ain't, it's just be the T bone. You you got to look. I mean, if it's got the closer you get uh, to the porterhouse, the bigger 
the the little fillet side of that t-bone is going to be and so you want that bit you want that on the if you're looking at it well i guess it depends on which way you flip it but the the small side you want you want a good piece of meat over there because that's going to be your that's going to be the best piece and everybody always wants to fight over that that's correct and that's uh, the most tender normally spot. when i'm cutting it up for everybody see that's what you do different than i me. eat all i well, it's just easier. It is. I it agree. is. And if you don't make each individual person a steak, yeah, well, I mean, not many got, people if you eat got that big, much. If you got big T-bones and stuff, it's just easier to just cut it all up and then everybody get what they want. And and, and that, you are very, I will say this about you, you're very precise when you're cutting that thing up. Well, it's, you want it to be right. I just go to town on it. You're like <laughs> very methodical about it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't he beat up? It, it all comes down to patience. <laughs> I have none. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so I guess we'd say, are we going to consensus that the porterhouse would be our... Are, so actually it could be my second favorite honestly well it, might, it could be but, my second face i didn't even think about the porterhouse again because of affordability and people are like god make up your mind <laughs> dumbass talking about me floundering yeah all right now we're in the b-dub category <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean man the porterhouse could almost go to the top <laughs> oh good god we're all we're going there <laughs> well i mean you get the filet and the strip Ah, dang. But anyway, so hey, we're not going we, we to. I'm not going to waffle on that. I'm going to put the Porterhouse as my number three. And, and the. It's my number two now. New York Strip is my number four, and the T Bone is number five. Sirloin, number six. Yeah, Sirloin is. Blade Steak, number seven. <laughs> 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 or four iron. What's it called? Flat iron steak. Flat iron. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. Uh, flank, mm. uh, flank steak. Flank steak's fajitas. Uh, Isn't it? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, cube anyway. steak? Cube steak. No. You say tube no. steak? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's something different. <laughs> he wanted to do the tube steak boogie. Mm. Where's that rank in your favorite speed up? <laughs> Where's that stool at? Where's that bend them over stool? I got it over here. Y'all want to hear it scoot across the room and beat up? <laughs> Pour back, boy! <laughs> Oh, Lord have mercy. Can't make it up. Can't make it up. We may not be entertaining our audience. We're damn sure entertaining <laughs> ourselves. Oh, what's funny is we worked all day, and this is... It's kind of how we unwind, <laughs> right? It is definitely how we unwind, man. Goodness gracious. All right, so I think we got them confused as all. So, hey, my recommendation is just start trying you some steaks. Yeah. And figure out what, what, what you like best. Uh Everybody's got a little different. They like a little different texture. They like different things. and That's and true. You know, I would bet, uh, and I'm going to say this, let's talk about our favorite steak seasoning. Hey, let me just, hey, let me, before we talk about that. Go ahead. Uh, just a recommendation. If you're wanting to try a prime piece of meat, a prime cut of steak, <clears throat> yep. and you're not wanting to break the bank, 44 Farms has a prime sirloin. They do. It it's is, about ten ninety nine a pound, right? It's probably went up. Yeah, it's been a uh, while. That's probably true. Everything's gone up. So, but it's <laughs> but it's not a break your bank. It's not. It won't break the bank. But if you want to start off with, if you want to try prime, go over to Camera Forty Four Farms right there before the Long Bridge and yep. pick up uh, some sirloin. 
uh, prime. I, I think once you do that and you you see the difference, if you if you manage your fire right and you you, you do you got the trifecta working in your direction, the trifecta. You you might go back later and you might buy a prime T-bone. You might buy a prime ribeye, and I mean. I've taken the prime ribeyes on some some hunting trips to South Texas. You did, and uh, you do that, you're guaranteed to be invited back next year. That's I can right. promise you that. You get to come back and hunt again next year, Doc. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, and and years to come. So I think Forty Four Farms might want to consider sponsoring us. They might want to consider uh, for our next sending us podcast. And we'll, we we could steak do a, cookout. We could do a steak cookout podcast, and we could we could cook it. A Talk grand, it and it's a eat grand. It. It's a grand idea. Might <laughs> <laughs> have to video that one so everybody could see us because uh, yeah. I don't know that you could enjoy how good the steak was without watching us. That eat would it. be a tutorial. Be our first one of them. Oh goodness gracious! Oh, can't make it up tonight. Can't make it up, baby. We are full of shit tonight, aren't we? All right, so we have we got one more topic we were thinking. Hey, we didn't talk about seasoning. Oh, real brief. Oh, seasoning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Seasoning. Uh, So, I like. uh, I like my. If I had to say, hey, what's your go-to quick seasoning for a steak? Uncle Chris's steak seasoning. That's my go-to. That's mine too. You know, that's a uh, what's who makes that uh, uh, Fiesta Fiesta brand seasoning. Yep. Yeah, Fiesta brand. Yep, yep, that's correct. You know, man, I I always do something different every time. But my go-to really that I really like <clears throat> is garlic salt, a little kosher salt. Yep, and black pepper. You're just like cat mama, and. I mean, if you've got a really good cut of meat, I don't recommend this for a sirloin. I don't recommend, I mean, if you're, if you're cooking a really good piece of meat, sometimes the simpler the seasoning, the better the meat. You're right, Brian, because in Cat Mama's go-to, I said you're just like her, but hers is salt and black pepper. Yeah, you just got to get a little, a little garlic, you know. I do so, a little garlic powder. So I did that last night yeah, on our steaks, yeah, yeah. but... Uh, so I am of the opinion that, and I reference back to what you said about if you got a really good cut of meat, you don't want to over-season it because all you'll taste is your seasoning. I see people just put a shit ton of seasoning on each side of a good steak, and I'm like, hell, all you're going to taste is the seasoning, right? You're not going to get the flavor. There's good, true flavor in that meat. Oh, there's no doubt. And sometimes, so, and so... Uncle Chris is a great seasoning that everybody we all like to use, and I, I mean, I like using it on my steaks from time to time too. So, uh, I mean, fajita seasoning is a good seasoning with it some is. other things that you can add in there. But uh, I mean, like you were saying though, kind of it just boils down to. I mean, you can you can put some seasonings. You we want to try to stay away from the ones that maybe have some brown sugar in it. Any type of sugar in that seasoning, you want to stay away from that, especially with steak. You're talking about cooking five to six hundred degrees. You're going to get way too much char on that steak. That sugar's going to burn. It's going to it's going to burn. And and hey, there's people like that, but with that steak, all you're trying to do is just you just want to seal it. You want to sear it and seal the juices That's into right. it. If, you don't want to burn it. If you like it. brown sugar on your steak, mix it into the butter. Oh, that good. you put on the end. At the end. At the end. Do At not cook end. with it because yeah. it will burn. 
I've had some guys even throw, uh, you know, there's a, I understand there's a fairly high amount of sugar in mesquite beans. They throw mesquite beans on their fire sometimes when hmm. they cook. Back to the fire. I've never done it. I've never heard of that. But anyway, yeah. <clears throat> anyway that's an old that thing. That's an old thing from back in the day. So that's so you got what's your so Uncle Chris your go to. What's Uncle, your backup? Uh, my backup is just what you said. Okay. Salt, pepper, and a little garlic powder. Yeah. That's nice. my backup. Nice. Yep. See, I normally do like a garlic salt or a garlic powder with uh, the Uncle Chris's. Kosher salt and black pepper. Oh, so you add all the above. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But using uh, the garlic salt and the uh, Uncle Chris's add very sparingly. So yeah, the, the you, difference you, you is... want a little. You want a little hint of the flavor. You don't want because you could easily over season. Yes, that. yes, yeah. you can. Yeah, the different when you're adding more complex flavors, the key is light, yes. especially if it has salt in it. Right. Uh, I mean, if you're using garlic powder, you can go a little heavier with that because it's not you're not adding salt. But but it, yeah, I've, hey, I've done. I mean, I've experimented with all kinds of stuff. Fajita seasoning, Uncle Chris's, and and black pepper all. But when you do that, you got to go. We're, when we're saying that, you got to go light. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, that's important to point out to our listening audience. So because. a little little science for you. Uh, fajita seasoning and Uncle Chris's both have MSGs in it. Mm-hmm. which is monosodium glutamate uh, glutamate which is it's naturally found in your body it's not going to hurt you it ain't going to there's no science that says that it's bad for you uh it's naturally occurring in your body but it's like a steroid shot for your taste buds ah yes and it, it is and it works extremely well it one of the things it works the best with is steak flavors the the savory flavors from steak so Put a little fi- little fiesta seasoning on there and you'll be good to go. Yep. Yep. I just watched a video on MSG the other day and it yeah. Supposedly causes headaches for some people. Nah. So there's <laughs> could so be the they bourbon. Ate too much too much drinking to cause a headache. <laughs> Shit. Ain't so, nobody quitting drinking. That's one of the big stigmas behind it is uh people think they're allergic to it. So they, they get headaches. But they did a study of like two thousand people, two thousand person study yeah. over like six months right they gave most of them placebos and only like 200 actually got the actual msg it's all in your head baby there was only one person who said they got headaches from the msg and there was no science to back it up well they don't even know they just got a headache after eating yeah something with that on it yeah it could have been the meat mm-hmm. i mean anyway yeah, that's funny. That's an interesting. <laughs> that is an interesting fact. We have been is. very informative. I agree. I today. agree. I think we should wrap this thing up uh, with yeah. our our follow out question, and uh, oh, I'm gonna man. let you pick. I'm gonna let you pick which one of those. We had two of them. We're just gonna go with one of them tonight. So I'm gonna pick. What is something odd about yourself that not anybody else knows? All right. <clears throat> get this throat cleared who up. wants to go first hell i guess i'll go first i picked it and i'm not even sure why i have this i don't even know what to call it <laughs> and cat mama doesn't even know i've never even told cat mama this but if i'm riding down the road eating something let's say i stop at mcdonald's or cafe corner and get a breakfast taco or something and i pull up to the stoplight 
and I'm eating my breakfast taco, and somebody pulls up beside me, I don't eat it while they're sitting beside me. So you don't like that they're watching you eat? Possibly? I don't. It, it doesn't bother me in a restaurant. I eat at restaurants all the time, and it never crosses my mind. Hey, I, I know this for a fact because every time I've ate you in a restaurant, you're wearing half your food trying to get it in your <laughs> I mouth. Spill it you, on you, ain't me. Nobody, you ain't worried about nobody seeing none of that. <laughs> I had white chicken fried steak gravy all the way down the side of my tuxedo coat <laughs> Saturday night at the wedding. That's why you had it all. I'm like, Cat Mama, I'm, I, I haven't spilled anything on my shirt. She goes like, that shit's all over the side of your jacket. <laughs> Can't make it up, baby. Hey, but you didn't, you didn't get the white gravy on the white shirt. You got the white gravy on, on the, the black, black tuxedo tuxedo <laughs> coat. Can't make it up. That's why he's walking but, around with the jacket off all night, right? But my <laughs> thing is, if I'm driving down the road and there's cars passing me, let's say I'm in the slow lane and people are passing me in the fast lane, I won't eat while they're passing me. It's really fucking odd. I get it. I, I, and I don't even odd. know why. I have no idea why. It, it, that is an odd one. <laughs> B-Dub, what you got over there? Uh, I'm probably going to say I will not, under any circumstance, go to a restaurant alone to eat a meal. Oh, that's interesting. Are I you know, I did me? not know that about you. I will not you. go to a restaurant at all. Really? Nope. Do you know why? you Are you like me? Hey, just, I know a lot of people. Thing? Hey, I know no, a I, lot I, of people I, like this. No, it's just alone. I will not go alone. I just... I don't know what about it, but I will not do it. There, there's a lot. Because I travel a lot. You used to travel a lot. Yep. That's never, I mean, like, I would never eat when I'm on the road if I didn't go eat by myself. That was me when I was traveling. I don't mind it at all. Matter yeah. of fact, it's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're an asshole. Ain't nah. nobody's bullshit. <laughs> That's interesting, B-Dub. I, no, I seriously did not know that about I, you. I don't know where it came from, but I just won't do it. Yeah, I got you. Man, I, I've been struggling with this and uh, trying to <laughs> I've got plenty of odd things <laughs> about me. Just and, choose one. Uh, and I think they're all normal, so it's just really... <laughs> It's really hard to pick one because I think that it's just... I I'm, I'm, uh, can't I'm, make it up. <laughs> But uh, you know, I guess I guess one thing that uh, my my everything has got to be like in its place. Like if I'm in my truck, everything has a spot. Yeah, that it sits, and then if Angie's in there and she likes wants if she wants to put her phone where mine goes or changes up my routine, it's called OCD. Yeah, I know. It just drives me. So it's like sunglasses here, phone here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything has. Well, sunglasses are on. Okay, yeah, you're. Because <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool, baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, just every. I mean, my tools and my everything. Got, so people that work with me know, like, you pick, you move a tool around, and it just. I'll look at my tool. I'm like, okay, who took. Oh, I just moved it. <laughs> so, so when that happens, does that piss you off? Or is it just like, oh, hold on, something's out of place? Something's out of, well, yeah, who took it, number one, like a tool. But well, no, let's go Let's go back to if Angie's in the truck with you and she puts something where your something should have been. Uh, kind of like, hey, uh, <laughs> I'm, I kind of try to move things around a little bit. Because you ain't going to piss off mama. Well, no, but, and, and sometimes you just, like, it bugs you the shit out of you. You just go with it because it's just what it is. You know? I can see you driving down the road glancing down. <laughs> so, so we went, we, of course, we went to uh, 
uh, Friday when we headed to Austin for the wedding, yeah, we uh, we took her Tahoe, which we almost ninety nine percent of the time go in my truck, right? But uh, but that's a much better ride than my. I ain't gonna say it's much better, but it's anyway. We were going in the Tahoe because gotcha. we had luggage and everything else. And anyway, it. So I was out of place the whole time just because I don't hardly drive the vehicle, and so it was. You're trying to establish new locations for it your was shit. awkward. The whole trip was awkward, really. I didn't That's know funny. What, I didn't know what to do. Really. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And Angie's very particular about her vehicle, so anything you do that she doesn't like, she tells you. So it's uh, yeah, it, it was tells you immediately. Immediately. That's, Sounds like you had a fun ride, beat up. <laughs> It wasn't bad. Just Actually, sat there traffic and stared out the window. <laughs> there you go. Traffic wasn't too bad. Had some good tunes going. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess that's the thing about me. Like everybody's got to have a place. I got you. And those, I think, those are uh, interesting facts that we share with our listening audience that they don't know about us. And, I agree. I agree. You know, one thing about it, kids help you kind of get over my issue a little bit because they'll they'll misplace everything of yours oh, yeah. and don't give two shits about my it. My son-in-law Daniel's experiencing that now with his tools in the garage. Caroline and Grace will grab a tool and they'll go out there in the driveway. He's like, I have no tools anymore. And just wait. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> They're just little bitty girls. <laughs> it gets much worse yeah. when they get, when they yeah. get big. But that's, that's, uh, You know what? I think we've had a good show today. Well, I've enjoyed it. We've had fun. I don't. I hope. I hope our listening audience does. And uh, let's give a shout out to our sponsor. I think we forgot all about him last week. I, I think, I think we, we mentioned him a little bit. He was cooking some. He was cooking some briskets and turkeys and stuff for uh, for, for all the for gobble day for for gobble day. I think I think y'all had a good day. Yeah, yeah, and, we had a good day. That's so, uh, Raiden was off. Saturday and Sunday, so I guess they survived without him. I, you know, I, I ask him because y'all scurried out of the hotel like by eight o'clock Sunday morning. I'm like, shit's Braden got to be at work. Man, we've been there since Friday. It's time to go. <laughs> but he, he he doesn't stay anywhere I know, long. I know he had his shit in his spot and he was rolling. It was time to go. Angie's <laughs> ready to roll too. It, it, it was, uh, but we had fun, man. It, it was good. But uh, shout out to Brett's backyard barbecue. That's right. That's man. right. Uh, Get you some of that top 50 barbecue. You're in Rockdale, Texas, man. Hey, you make a point to come try it and uh, because you won't regret it, I guarantee you. Hey, and while you're there, go give old Braden a B-dub a shout-out, man. Give B-dub a shout-out in the pit he'll, room. He'll be or, there. Or he'll, yep, he'll be over be at Caffey Corner hiding out if it's in the <laughs> summertime and hot. Could be, could be. But, uh, hey, he'll give you a little tour of the of the pit room and, and – uh, He'll probably have a good little conversation. Well, he does like to talk, That's believe true. it or not. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of quiet on this podcast. That's probably because you and I are so boisterous. Yeah. He's uh, <laughs> he's starting to make his way into this thing he's, a little bit. He, he's fighting his way in. He's warming up. Yeah. He's warming up he's, to us, I think. I think he is, finally. <laughs> I can see that little smile on his face. Hey, with that, we're out. We love y'all. <laughs>